Hey everyone, welcome back to Brands That Podcast. This is an unedited episode uh, from me, Jeremiah, head of marketing here at Lemon Pie. And today I thought I would do an episode um, tackling the issue of SEO versus podcasting. So we recently had a client um, come to us, I forget how, how long ago now, but um, they were considering to, they, they had limited you know, um, marketing budget and they were really heavily considering investing in SEO, but they also wanted to explore the value of podcasting. And so I thought it would be helpful to make this, this is, you know, potentially, a, um, you know, a, a conundrum that you find that other people find themselves in. So I thought I'd make something to sort of, um, help you know how you should choose or what criteria you should think about. Um, if you're, if you're on the fence and if you find yourself in a position of trying to decide between, you know, do we invest in more organic traffic on our website or do we invest in building a podcast? Um, so by the end of this episode, you will have a better understanding of kind of the pros and cons of each. Um, and I'm going to try and give some advice on how I would think about it if I were in that situation at the end. So real quick, a little bit about my background. Um, I did, I spent years in SEO before I came to Lemon Pie. Um, SEO was a lot of what I did in marketing. And so I've worked with clients, you know, ranging from hospitality to real estate to e-learning. And twice I've helped clients um, scale from under a thousand uniques a month to over 9,500 uniques a month and created and ran their content marketing strategies, did link building, um, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, got to see firsthand the power that SEO has um, and how valuable it actually can be. Um, I do want to give a disclaimer though. I, you know, obviously if you've looked into SEO at all for any amount of time, you, these things are obvious to you, but no one fully understands or knows how the algorithm works, right? We observe trends. Um, and there are some things that, that are known or that, that, you know, Google will release, for example, um, but no one fully knows how it works. And I will say it's been a couple years since I've been deep into the industry. So some things might've changed a little bit, um, about how it works, but I'm going to stick to talking about, you know, foundational, foundational principles that I think are going to be true, you know, no matter when you listen to this. So I'm not going to get into any like technical stuff. Um, and obviously, if you are an SEO professional or really experienced, um, you're going to know a lot of a lot of these basics, right? Nothing I'm going to say is going to is going to shock you. So I want to talk from a high level about this. So the first point to say when you're thinking about SEO versus podcasting is that the the first thing to understand is that they aren't mutually exclusive; they are complementary. So the first mistake you know marketers would make is by pitting them against each other. And I understand if you are in a position of having to choose. Um, you know, when you've got limited ad spend, that's fine. You can prioritize one over another and eventually plan on doing both um, if that's something that you want to do. But they really are more complementary than they are, you know, mutually exclusive. It's really more of a brand versus direct thing. So what I mean by that is, you know, there's, uh, you know, Seth Godin's got brilliant breakdowns on brand marketing versus direct marketing, right? So just like you wouldn't compare what billboards are after or what organic social media is after, you know, getting more brand recognition and impressions and building up an audience, you would not conflate that with a Google AdWords campaign that's 
designed to measure conversions, count the cost per click, drive conversion, right? They have very, very different goals. The billboards and the organic social media are brand plays that you're never going to fully be able to measure the impact of, right? Someone's driving down the highway and they see a Budweiser billboard outside of Philadelphia. What is the impact of that, right? They can't fully be measured. And the point is not to fully measure it. They're not, they're not, uh, they're likely not counting like, oh, how many sales at distributors in the Philadelphia area since we added that billboard, right? They're not trying to track like how many beers exactly were sold. So brand, brand marketing and direct marketing, it's important that you, that you understand the difference of those and, and the different goals that they're after. So, you know, if we look at this with SEO and podcasting, SEO, the goal is to be found when people search for what you do or what you make you know, what services you offer or what products you sell or what you make. Or if you're doing content marketing, you know, obviously probably a lot of your um, your blog or your, you know, articles or whatever are trying to be found when people are looking for certain, have certain questions or are looking for certain information. Podcast, uh, podcasting is being found, will end up in you being found when people search out your name, right? You're building a brand with that. So with SEO, you're, you want people to, to um, make a search and to find what you do or what you make. And with podcasting, it's going to help you be found when people search your name. So podcasting is primarily a brand marketing play. It will allow people to get to know your brand, to trust your brand, to, to increase uh, the number of people that are coming sort of pre-sold um, and the, you're, you're building an audience. Um, people are seeking you out by name and you're building trust and awareness over time. SEO is more of a direct channel, right? Not maybe the sense that we typically think of direct, like, you know, uh, Facebook ads or, you know, Google ads or whatever. Um, but you're looking to get more purchases or more signups or more visits to your website. I mean, I guess technically you could think of SEO purely as a brand play. You could say, well, we're going to make the most helpful, extensive blog possible for our audience and over time get our logo in front of them enough or be associate our brand as the ones uh that are that that help other people right a good example of this is rover the the dog walking it's sort of like it's like the uber for dog walking um but basically you know they they run i think them and wag both run very extensive content marketing uh plays on their website. So they've got very extensive blogs. If you search for a lot of thing dog related or like questions about pets or whatever, oftentimes their articles will rank high. And over time you see enough of those articles and you're like, wait, what is this WAG company? What is this, you know, Rover company? Um, so you could look at SEO more as a brand play as well. But in this example, if you're evaluating between the two, you're probably looking at it more as a direct channel. You're looking to do SEO to get more purchases and signups, ultimately drive more revenue. Um, you want to get in front of people when they make certain keyword searches. You want to try and convert them or make an impression on them. You're trying to catch people when they want a solution or an answer. So let's talk about the the sort of the pros and cons of each. The, the problem with each of these channels and the good part of each of these channels. The the cons of SEO or the difficulties of SEO, I really, I guess it's not fair to say any of these like cons. They're all just sort of hurdles you're going to have to overcome. Seth Godin um, wrote an article uh, 
one time that talked about if you aren't number one, right? Essentially, his his takeaway was if what Google allows is for us to find the best of anything and we determine the best, you know, generally most of us by looking at the top, you know, he says in the article, number one spot, you know, really probably top three spots, top five spots. And he says the problem with that is that if you aren't number one or, you know, in, in my example, aren't number aren't in the top three or top five, you're nowhere because not many of us are willing to click over to page two and keep evaluating, right? If we don't see what we want on page one, chances are we're just going to do a new query. We're going to make a new search um, to try and hone in and, and get the results we want. And the problem with that is that it's very hard to be, you know, in the top five for a given keyword phrase. Um, and so that's something that you're going to be facing. And the algorithm can change literally overnight. Um, other difficulties with it are that ultimately people aren't knowing your brand. Unless you're doing this very tastefully, like in the examples I gave with Rover or WAG, um, unless you're doing a very long-term content marketing play to build brand, people aren't getting to know your brand, right? They're looking for a solution, right? They're, t they're looking for a SaaS product or a service or whatever it may be. And they're, what that results in is comparison shopping, right? They're going to look at you and the other top four. Um, and they're going to, they're, they're doing comparison shopping. So you have less of a chance to make them, first of all, they're not finding you because of your brand. Now they might get to know your brand after being on your site. And obviously you're trying to, your website's job is to make an impact on them in that way, but they're not really getting to, they're, they're not coming to you because they know you. They're doing comparison shopping. They're looking for other people that do what you do. Um, and SEO also takes a long time. Um, and the final other thing to consider is that you are never 100% sure of audience, audience intent, right? So like with our company, right? With Lemon Pie for, for full service podcast production, we could be driving, we could rank for queries. We, we could spend a year and thousands of dollars to eventually rank for a phrase like podcast production company. But of, let's say, 5,000 people that would hit our site or 1,000 people that would hit our site in a given month, it could be that 70% of them are hobbyists with a $200 budget, right? Or, you know, that 80 or 90% of them are not good fits um, and are, are you know, like are the wrong audience, right? Or, you know, they could be someone like the VP of marketing at Verizon or something like you really don't fully know audience intent. And now our service is a bit wider. Obviously, if you are a very niche product, if you're like, if, if you're, a, you know, a, a SaaS for hiring, um, you know, and you could rank for that, obviously you're a little bit more sure of who they are and a little bit more sure of intent, but you're never 100% sure of what the audience looks like. So you could also be getting in front of the wrong audience. And I've seen that happen. Now, the pros of SEO. Um, obviously, it's very powerful to get in front of people when they're looking for someone like you. When they're looking, if you can be in front of people, you know, SEO foundationally, I think the most powerful thing is there is this sort of river of potential leads, this river of traffic, of eyeballs, of impressions, of purchase considerations and if you can divert part of that over to your site and get a flow of traffic to your site, 
you're getting people that are looking for what you do um, right in that moment, right? So, you know, with podcasting, people may like the information you're sharing, but they may not be ready to purchase from you either ever or, you know, maybe they're not ready to make that decision in a year from then. Um, With SEO, you're getting, if you do a good job, you're getting in front of people right when they're looking for, for someone who does what you do. And it does work. It's very powerful when it's done well and when you make the investment. Um, I've seen this firsthand. You know, it, it is very powerful. It does have the ability to drive lots of revenue, to drive lots of leads. Um, but it is very hard. Um, it's never been harder, in my opinion, to try and rank. Um, and the algorithm can change overnight, has changed overnight, has thrown lots of companies in tailspins. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's not easy and it does breed a lot of comparison shopping and things like that. So those are sort of my thoughts on the pros and cons of, of SEO in that way. Um, all right. So the cons of podcasting, again, these aren't really like cons. These are just sort of hurdles to overcome. Um, first of all, the first thing you're, that you're going to face when you're starting a podcast is the same problem you'd face if you just opened, you know, started a, a company Twitter account on day one, you have zero audience. So you've got to work to promote and build that audience. It do, it's not necessarily true that if you build it, they will come. Now, because we are really early in podcasting, right? The, the stat, it's always changing, but the, the stat we used to say, the numbers have already changed since then, was like 700,000 podcasts, 10 million plus YouTube channels. I think already it's, it's peaked over a million podcasts, so it's growing fast. But because it's early, you do still have some ability to get found, um, sort of organically within Spotify, within Apple, when people look for those niche podcasts, but that's going away. Um, if you're not going to start one in the next year or two, you know, that, that advantage is significantly going to go away. And, um, and so, yeah, you've got to work to promote and build that audience. Just like you've got to work to build a following on social. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, it's also time intensive. I think, uh, you know, at this point, most companies know that about SEO, and so they they feel like they're either going to devote the resources to it in house, or they're going to devote um, they're going to you know devote um, marketing spend to hire an, a good agency that's going to do it for them. The problem with podcasting is unless you're going to hire an agency that's that's going to go all the way and also do um, if the style of show you want to do allows for an outsourced host and it can sort of all be done without you, then you're going to have to be devoted to it in some way. And so it is time intensive, right? It's a commitment. Um, both of these are, are pretty long-term commitments. Um, SEO is by no means a short-term commitment. So I would say they're about similar in that, but podcasting is a long-term commitment. You're not going to, it's not that you won't see ROI necessarily for three, you know, in the first three to six months, that, that just depends on your show and your audience. But, um, but it's going to take time to build that audience. So those are sort of the cons of, of podcasting. Now, the pros of podcasting are that you're building brand, right? That first and foremost, podcasting is a brand play. It's a brand channel. Um, are there, there are, you know, five to seven other main forms of ROI you're going to get out of a podcast. And if you want to learn more about that, look at our episode um, in this podcast on, we did a whole episode on ROI and broke down all the ways to look at ROI. And we have heard, you know, as we've interviewed CMOs or, or brand leaders or content leaders at other companies doing podcasting successfully, they echo and sort of amen all those 
forms of ROI that, that we talk about. So there's a lot of forms of ROI on podcasting, but first and foremost, it's a brand play, right? And so the, the benefit here is that um, you're building an, you're building your own audience, right? And, and it's in some ways, it's um, it, it may be easier for you, depending on the way your company is set up, it's easier than starting a blog, right? And trying to compete for that, you know, to try and rank for that and drive organic traffic to that and stuff. Um, so you're building your own audience. And then as that audience listens to you week in and week out, um, you are building trust with them, right? You are you are establishing yourself as the expert in your industry and you're they're recognizing your name. And so eventually you've got the ability, you know, this is the primary thing with podcasting is to back to Seth Godin's point. It's very, very hard to be number one, you know, or number three or number five for a given search term, but it's very easy to be number one for your company name, right? It would be very, very hard for us, um, especially, you know, for us to, to try and rank for a podcast production company would probably take a long time and a lot of work and a lot of strategy. Um, and we're not sure fully of who that audience is, right? To make it in the top three to five or so. But it's very easy for us. We almost overnight, we ranked for lemon pie, right? Well, in our case, actually recipes rank for lemon pie, but that was something we had we had considered and we were okay with that. The moment you type in lemon pie podcast or lemon pie company, right? We are... Um, we're number one for Lemon Pie Podcast, right? So if someone knows our name and in our example, of course, uh, you know, does finds that they get recipes, they're going to attack on the word podcast and there we are, we're number one, right? So you are building a brand with podcasting that so people will begin to search you out. And we see this, you know, with clients and um, Rand Fishkin talked a little bit about this, how you can use Google Analytics or Google Trends rather to see spikes um, you know, when you're featured on a podcast or run podcast, you'll see spikes around your brand name, uh, branded keyword searches. So that's the main good part about podcasting is you're building your own audience that nobody can take away from you, right? It's more akin to a newsletter where they're coming to tune into you and people can't take that away from you um, than it is to like YouTube or something like that, right? That could change you know, change rules and, or, or Facebook or something like that and reduce the number of organic impressions on your company page. Um, so you're building a brand that people are searching out. And the other thing is that, um, you still have some first mover advantage, which I alluded to. So with podcasting, you know, I don't, I obviously don't know how much longer, but it's, it's one of those, like there are there are, um, it's, it's quickly going away. Um, but right now a lot of, a lot of brands, if they were to create a podcast in their niche, they'd find that maybe there's only five, 10, maybe only 25 other podcasts in there, which is like ridiculous when you think about there probably being hundreds of companies that they're competing against in Google. Right? So you do have some first mover advantage. <clears throat> so those are sort of how I would think about the pros and cons of you know, podcasting and, and SEO. Let me give you an example here. Let's take, let's, uh, let's be one of these, you know, sexy SaaS companies with a dot LY domain extension. So we are, we, we have a SaaS company, a SaaS startup called Fakely. Um, and this is a, this is an HR, uh, you know, a SaaS HR company. Um, and so if they start a podcast for HR leaders, 
at startups, right? Let's say, let's say they decide to do that, right? Their software, what they sell is it's, it's software that helps HR leaders at startups, maybe manage, get a feel for company culture. And I don't know, you know, five other things. So they're going to start a podcast for HR leaders at specifically at startups, right? Because they're going to go niche with this and they're going to say, well, we don't want to do HR everywhere. Really, we're only trying to talk to HR leaders at startups and <clears throat> HR leaders at startups operate differently. They're, they're under different strains. They have unique challenges to solve. So we're going to go niche or we're going to talk just to them. They're going to talk about relevant issues. Maybe they decide to do a, an interview style show where they have on, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, guests from maybe it's like the HR team at Glassdoor or at Reddit or at these, you know, now successful startups, um, they're going to work on growing listenership. And over time, the goal result, the end result is people are going to type in fakely. When, when those, when those HR managers decide it's time for a piece of software or they need a solution, they're going to type in fake LY, um, and, or, you know, fakely into Google and fakely is going to rank number one for that, right? They don't need to compete against SAS for HR or whatever those keywords with those unknown audience. They're going to rank for number one for, for their branded keyword term fakely. And more than that, that audience is coming to them. No, already knowing what the software is, trusting them as a brand and basically knowing they want to start a free trial with them. They're not shopping, right? <clears throat> when the podcast listener decides that it's time, when the HR leader in this example decides that it's time for, um, you know, to, to explore some software to help them meet their needs, they're going to look for fakely, right? They're not typing in HR SaaS and comparison shopping and feature comparing. They first, they may do that later if fakely can't provide what they need, but they're first and foremost coming, seeking out fakely because there's brand trust there. Um, they know what they do and they trust them. They've already seen them as the experts. They've been the brand talking in their ear week in and week out. Um, and so, you know, that, that's sort of an example of that. Now, let's say that fakely decides to run an SEO campaign, right? So besides the first thing they would probably do is optimize their homepage and service pages for keyword terms that are driving, like when people search, uh, you know, HR software or HR company culture app or whatever the keyword research shows. First, they're going to try and rank their homepage and their service pages for those, for those uh, keywords. And then they're going to probably invest in some content marketing, right? So they're going to maybe, maybe they're going to build a blog and they're going to, you know, do some keyword research and they're going to identify a bunch of phrases or queries that HR leaders are searching. Um, they're going to write content to try and rank for these, at, you know, and they're optimizing it. And so the goal is that these articles are targeted at to rank for these specific queries, which are driving anywhere between 200, 500, 1,000, 5,000 queries a month, and they're going to try and make it in the top one through five, right, for these for these keywords. And then when the traffic, when, when HR professionals are making these queries and searching, and if they find the article, um, then, then Fakely is trying to convert some percentage of them, right, unless it's a brand play, again, like, like the WAG or Rover example. So this is usually a fairly low uh, conversion percentage, right? Because there's no trust there. Um, but they are succeeding in driving more impressions, more traffic, uh, 
probably if the content is good over time, more backlinks, they're building their domain authority. So those are all residual effects of a good SEO campaign or a good content marketing campaign. But really what they're trying to do is get Fakely's homepage service pages and blog, you know, blog articles or, or, or content marketing articles to rank when people search specific queries. And then when people come over specifically on the articles, they're trying to convert them in some way. But this is, you know, fairly low because again, there's no trust in Fakely. They don't know Fakely. They might, they might decide, um, oh, let's, let's look at what this app is or let's look at features or whatever, right? There's very compelling, powerful ways to do this. So <clears throat> if they do a good job, that's what they're trying to do. So they're really accomplishing different things. A podcast, when it comes to your website or to getting people to check out your product or your service, a podcast is going to sort of build trust in your brand, get people to recognize and know your brand so that they search out your name in Google where you rank number one and they come to you pre-sold, ready to check you out and try you out when they're ready. Um, an SEO campaign, well done, is going to get you in front of people when they're who don't know you and don't trust you yet when they're ready to make a decision and they're evaluating a bunch of companies. And so you're vying to be in that top spot and to prompt consideration from them. And the goal obviously is that, you know, they would click over and start a free trial or, or make a purchase or something. So these are each accomplishing different things. The best case for each, um, you know, with the, is like I just said, the HR manager getting, an HR, let's, let's do a quick walkthrough of like the best case scenario. So an HR manager with the podcast, they get a friend tells them about it or they find it. They, they search HR startup, you know, in Spotify or HR startup in Apple and boom, your podcast is up there. Um, they get hooked in, they become a regular listener over time. They're building trust in your brand. They know your name. They share your podcast with other people. They begin to see you as the expert in all things HR. And so when they're ready, they come pre-sold to buy. In the other example, the, this same HR manager queries how to build company culture. And they find an article that's ranking number three written by you. They see your brand and what you do. And, you know, maybe they opt into a newsletter or maybe they click around and check out the product. Maybe you've got a really compelling call to action on that article. And so it gets them to check out your product and they start a free trial. Those are sort of the, the, the benefits of of both of those. Those are sort of best case scenarios. But the best of both worlds is that podcasting and SEO work together. Um, here's a few, here's a few ways that that happens. Podcasts build backlinks. All right. So if people, if you have guests on and they link to your episodes or someone really likes something that you said, or wants to link to something in the show notes, um, if you go on as guest appearances, especially, and you're featured in the show notes of other podcasts, you're building backlinks, which is boosting your domain authority. And ideally, if, if there's actually traffic on the places where you're linked, you're, you're increasing click through, you're getting, you're getting good traffic. Um, podcasts also increase direct searches and social shares, which may be a part of Google's algorithm, um, you know, to increase your ranking. Again, I don't know this and I, I've been out of the industry too long to know whether this has been sort of confirmed or debunked, but I know for a while there was this talk of um, part of where you rank, if all else was considered equal and there's two brands vying for number one, 
if, if all other factor were e- factors were equal, which of course they never are, but if they were, um, that the brand who gets the more direct searches, the people who, that, that the people, um, the one that's got more people typing in their name and seeking them out by name um, is going to get, is going to be con- considered slightly more authoritative because it shows people trust it and know it, right? So if that's true, I don't know if that's true. If that's true, podcasts increase that. They increase direct searches and um, and social shares. Um, podcasts also turn episodes into long-form articles. You know, you can take a podcast episode and send it off to your content team or to your writing team and they can turn that, they can use the transcript as an outline to work from um, and they can turn it into long form, really helpful, really valuable articles. Um, So again, they play nicely together. If you have a content team, it's a lot easier to... Um, Dave, Dave Gerhardt, CMO at Privy uh, and former VP of marketing at Drift um, made this point in our, in our interview with with him. He said, I can talk way more quickly into a microphone about a subject than pass it off to my writing team than having to try and think about writing this outline and putting everything together. Right. Um, So you can have the experts sort of talk off the top of their heads, sort of like I'm doing now. Right. And then we could send this off to someone who could write a 5,000 word guide on SEO and podcasting and how they differ, how they work together, etc. cetera. Um, podcasts are also, um, again, this is another one that if it's true that the longer, it, th- this was also some, some theory. Again, I, I don't know whether this has been proven or, or not. You, you SEO nerds out there who are current with things will have to tell me, but um, for a while, there was some thought that that uh, I think it was on-site time or dwell time or something. The longer a person would spend on a page, it boosted that page's ranking signals or increased its authority, you know, in the algorithm. Right. The idea being, if someone searches for how to create a good company culture and they spend three and a half minutes on one article and twenty-five seconds on another they're probably more helped by the three and a half minute one. And so that one should get a boost in rankings, right? So if you have a podcast that corresponds to the topic that the article is about and you embed that, there's a good chance that someone's going to hang around longer, right? Um, if you say, hey, you prefer, you could, if your call to action is something like, hey, do you prefer to, um, if, you, if you don't want to read this and you want to take this on the go with you, like hit play here, you know, if you prefer to listen to it, um, or, or check out our episode that's talking deeper on this subject. If someone stays on that article page listening to that, there's a good chance that that could increase um, the time they're spending on that page, which again may um, result in a boost um, or, or being seen as that page being seen as more authoritative. And finally, um, SEO can drive more podcast listeners, right? It goes the other way around. So if you're running a successful SEO campaign and you've got all this organic traffic coming, right? Let's say you've got 10,000 uniques or 25,000 uniques hitting your website every month. There's a good chance a lot of them are not, especially if it's organic, they don't trust you yet. They don't know you yet. They're not ready to start the free trial. They're just shopping, right? They're just evaluating. If you can provide a compelling call to action and say, hey, we know, like, if there was a way that you could that you could in a compelling way say, hey, while you're thinking about things, check out our podcast. Like we, we share our best information to try and help you grow your company, grow yourself personally. 
if you're able to to do that, you can drive more podcast listeners. So it goes the other way around, right? You can, you can, um, you could go through the process of trying to sort of reverse optimize ra rather than starting with keyword research and, and writing content to rank for a targeted term. You could go through your show notes or content that your ep that your episodes have been about and try and sort of reverse engineer. Hey, what could these rank for? Um, and so SEO could could not just drive more traffic to your site, but you could try and divert some of that traffic over to your podcast and gain more listeners. And there's a good argument to be made that if you can, if you could do that and use SEO to drive it to your podcast, they're going to stick around longer, right? And you're going to get a competitive edge over, over in, in my example of Fakely, um, if you've got, if they've got 10,000 uniques a month and they can divert 500 or a thousand of them over to the podcast every month, they're growing podcast listenership quickly. And that is going to build an audience for them and retain them and give them a competitive edge over their other SaaS competitors where they're clicking, looking at features, looking at price and hitting the back button and kind of sitting on the decision for later, right? Um, Fakely gets to stay in their ear, so to speak, and keep talking to them week after week. So ideally, they play really nicely together, which is what sort of what I said at the beginning. Um, and as a personal anecdote, right, um, when I when I came in and like looked at, at what we wanted to prioritize with very limited, you know, very limited time, very limited, like, we're, you know, we're trying to prioritize like what's going to be the most valuable for us at Lemon Pie. Despite having the experience doing this before, my decision was we're probably going to just focus on SEO later. Like at, at some point we... we I say we probably will, we, we may, we probably will. Um, but our first move was building our brand because the, the atmosphere is such that it's much easier to be found when you type in Lemon Pie Podcast than it is Podcast Production Company. Now, I know there's value to Lemon Pie being number two or three for Podcast Production Company. Um, but but I wanted like for me the first move is I want people coming because they've heard of us because they trust us because they know us because they got referred by us um, and you know and then over time we we can work on that and it takes a long time to build brand it, it these brand marketing plays I am deeply believe and I'm not alone in this like um, using content podcast YouTube channel social to build your brand is one of the most effective things, I, I would say in marketing, the most effective thing you can do. But because this takes time, we wanted to get started early. So we personally went that direction over SEO. So wrapping this up, um, I'll try and give some advice here. If you were not able to do both, but you had to choose between them and it's falling on your responsibility to sort of think through this like, like the client who came to us, um, Here's what I would say, and I'm not going to, obviously it differs company to company and situation by situation. I think, and again, go ask other opinions. Um, I think SEO will be hard for you if your industry or your niche is really high competition, your domain authority is low, or you have really like no traction so far with organic or if you have like very little to no organic traffic and you've not invested in this and this would be like starting at the at the you'd be at the starting line for this um, I think it will be difficult for you or if 
if in the off chance, I think this is probably unlikely, but if there's low keyword uh, searches um, for what you do, like if you are having a hard time finding that putting a lot of numbers behind searches that correspond to what you do. It could be that you're really early. Like, like Rand fish can share. This is something they struggle with at spark Toro. Um, you know, like what they do, people like don't know a name for it yet. Right. Like, so, um, you know, same thing. We, we offer a service, um, that we're, that we're just kind of early on called sonic branding. It's like, you hear the little, like when you hear a little, like, sound logo right like when you hear a brand and it comes with a sound um but we don't how many people are searching for sonic branding right if we search that in moz or in any keyword research tool we're probably going to see very low searches for that so it could be that you're early or it could be that you know maybe you're in a niche space where there's not a lot for you so if any of those things are true for you i'm not saying you shouldn't do it i think it will just be difficult all right i think podcasting will be difficult for you if you don't have the time or bandwidth to do it in-house well. So if you don't have the ability, and, and well doesn't mean like it needs to be like the most perfectly produced show ever. Um, but if you don't have the, if you don't have time to commit to it, to really working at creating a show that your audience is going to love, I think you'll be frustrated by the process if you try and do it in-house. Um, if you can't devote real time to making quality content, or working with someone that can help you, right? So if you want to work with an agency to do this, if you can't devote time to that, or still, even if even if like the direction you go with your podcast is that the agency is going to find you an outsourced host and it's completely done for you service. If you don't have the timeline to wait, if you're not committed to running this show for like a year at least, um, I think that that's podcasting is going to be hard for you because it is a long, it is a long game. Um, you're, you're, you're building an audience. People are, if you're, you're working to, to put out stuff, people are going to love and be helped by and find valuable. And you're not, the goal is not to take that away from them in three months just because it's not working fast enough. Right. So building a brand, building a podcast, building an audience takes time. Um, so if you don't have the sort of patience or ability to wait that long or like that's if you kind of were thinking of podcasting more as like a let's evaluate this in three months I don't think you should do it um, it's going to it's going to be difficult for you a couple other considerations here um, you know like which one would be the fastest ROI it really depends on what traction you already have but I think there's a good argument to be made that podcasting might be higher um, faster ROI if you are already driving a good bit of organic traffic and your domain authority is pretty high, you've got a good number of links, um, you know, I think, you know, then you're going to have a much easier time at sort of like really going deep on SEO and, and mining results quickly. Like I think in that case, you could increase traffic. I don't, when I say quickly, I mean like, I don't know, six months, um, maybe more, you know, and increasingly more as, as you want to grow. Um, so in that case, SEO might yield results more quickly, but it also depends on what traction you have. So if you don't have a lot of organic traction, if you haven't invested in SEO, podcasting might be higher, higher or faster ROI for you. Also, the ROI is different between the two. That's another consideration. So, you know, with podcasting, the ROI is um, you're building trust in your brand. 
you're raising awareness, you're increasing the number of branded search terms for you, um, you're building an audience, you are networking and having residual like sort of serendipitous network effects of like people that you meet and partnerships that you can make. We hear stories of that all the time. Um, you, another huge ROI is you have a, you have a source from which you can mine the rest of your content strategy. So if you run a podcast, you literally are producing, you know, one, every episode can be turned into 20 to 50 social posts, video clips, audio clips, um, an article or two for your blog, a newsletter. So it can inform the rest of your content marketing. Um, and there's, those are sort of the residual ROI effects. SEO ROI is going to be different, right? We're talking um, increased traffic, potentially increased backlinks, um, increased more, more what we'd consider direct results like starting free trials, um, signing up purchases, organic purchases, um, especially if you're in e-commerce or something like that, direct purchases. Um, so, th so the ROI is going to be different, right? Um, and so which one's fastest? It depends on which ROI you're talking about and how much traction you already have with each. What I would say is both are going to take time. Both are going to be heavy but worth it investments. And again, just understand that they're accomplishing different things. Podcasting is building a brand generating a lot of content that can be used across other channels, building trust, building awareness. Um, SEO is trying to increase visits, increase purchases, signups, um, and, and drive customers that way. So they're really accomplishing different things. Again, they play really, really nicely together. They've got amazing mutual benefit when they're both done well. Um, so, it's like asking, should I run Facebook ads or do a podcast? You know, should I buy Google AdWords or start an Instagram account? They're just different things. Um, so I hope that helps. I know I, at the end, I didn't really give like a direct answer, but those are sort of all the ways that I would think about it. Those are some of the pros, the cons of each, what to expect from each, the difficulties you're going to face with each, the benefits you're going to get from each. Um, hopefully that's been helpful. You can always reach out to us. Um, if you've got more questions on this topic, feel free to email me. I'm jeremiah at lemonpie.fm. Um, and yeah, join us next week. Uh, you know, we'll talk to you then.